But the podcast, I'm Vivian Gabor, and I'm getting to sit down with an incredible performer from LA. Um, actually, someone that I met in my very first show I ever did in LA um, at Hamburger Mary's. Um, I think we were both tip spots <laughs> way back when. Everyone, welcome, Foxy Ajoué. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Yeah. How are you? I'm well. I'm doing good, um, as well as can be. You know, we're all going through it in some way. <laughs> but I think we're all surviving and getting used to our new reality. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, it's it's getting to be pretty just, like, run-of-the-mill. Like, I don't even think about it anymore. Yeah. If leaving the house. <laughs> um uh, and time has no meaning anymore so like none whatsoever i i told you i had a um (laughs) my boy is over there (laughs) you you leaving okay bye (laughs) he's packing up he's going to go on a camping trip a social trip this is a good time to go camping Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's silly uh, um well, okay yeah what was i saying i'm sorry oh just like everything like time doesn't matter anymore oh uh, yeah it's... time doesn't matter space has no meaning we are in an illusion okay <laughs> we are this is this is the matrix we've all woken up and we can now see what was going on the whole mm-hmm. time oh my god <laughs> um how how on point that is though like right. because all this happened people had time to like stop and notice the uh, to smell the roses mm-hmm, and realize that mm-hmm. they smell like doo doo um, oh the wrong kind of roses we mm-hmm. don't want these roses <laughs> no 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 you can I, I didn't send for those so please uh, return to the sender please okay I didn't need three dozen of them. Thank you. <laughs> Not three dozen. <laughs> I'm actually scrolling through my Instagram right now because I was like, I don't even remember when that show was. I do know that you were at my very first show in LA. Wow. So I'm scrolling all the way down my Instagram because that's how I tell time anymore. Is like, no, let no, me no. just look and see when I posted. Oh, wait, there it is. Uh, I posted it December 7th, 2016. There's us. Oh I have to repost God. it on Instagram so long ago. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh. Let me see if that was the first time I posted that. Or if that was a repost. That might have been a repost. Wait. Okay, wait. I need to see because I think that might have been a repost. It, it was probably before then. It could have been a repost. Uh, but that is very, very interesting just because um I don't know. I I I, look, I saw my makeup. I was like, "Oh my god, is that a woman?" <laughs> we were both very subtle back then with our makeup. Yes, I mean, I guess I kind of still am subtle, but it's it just it's just like I 
I don't know. I don't typically do like extreme makeup for drag. You know what I mean? I mean, true, but you do you do enough that it got you on Dracula. I, I mean, I, I put myself <laughs> out there and the Boulay brothers, they noticed me. Um because I okay, actually they noticed me from doing some really weird stuff. I'll tell you that. Yeah, like what? Um, tell me. So they so it was Project Drag round four when they had like their first kind of like uh like reality portion of it. It was literally the last Project Drag except for the All Stars, which was okay. the last one of that kind. Um they so I was in it and like I won like the first challenge and then uh, the House of DeVille was like, oh my God, we fucking love you. We love you when you come out and hang out with us. Uh, I want you to be one of my daughters. So I was like, okay, cool. Cause I, I, I love the House of DeVille. Um, so technically I am Foxy Ajwe DeVille. Ooh, um, fancy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I'm, I am happy and proud about that. Um, anywho, let's go back into the story. So, um, because of that competition, they had a a challenge called like cl- a club kid challenge. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, "Ooh, okay, cool. What do I want to do? What do I want to do? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> uh, how would I show up into a club if I was like newly emerging as a club kid? Okay, cool. I want to do something weird, some face paint, and uh, and I want to do a chicken number. Let's let's do Ooh. like um. <laughs> Um, I can't remember the artist's name. Um, I think um, I think this song was "Know Your Chicken" or "You Gotta Know Your Chicken" by Mito Kabo or um, something something like that. It's like a uh, they're a Japanese like okay. um, artist from like the '90s, and they were kind of like popping yes. like occultly. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, that's a good song because it's really weird. Um, <laughs> so I was like. I was walking down the street. I was cruising. I was duking. You know what I mean? Something the da 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 da. You gotta know your chicken. And, and they're like talking about like, oh, I saw a chicken, or I picked a, a chicken. I picked a chicken up off the corner, and 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 I had two of them, and and one flew away, and the other one, and the other one stayed, but she kept pecking me, and it, it was just so <laughs> random. Um. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, so the Boolean brothers, they were judging that. And mm. I did not win that challenge, but they told me, you freaked us out. You were a little weird. And we love that. <laughs> so, it's always a compliment when the Boulay brothers say, you freaked us out. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. And, and um, so that kind of was the beginning of them, like, noticing me and, like, ask, asking me to, like, oh, come on through, you know? And then mm-hmm. when they decided to bring up Dragula, they were like, mm-hmm. you came into our hands. You were just, like, on the top of her list. So, like, how do you feel about this? I was like, um, this seems like an opportunity that one shouldn't pass mm-hmm. up. Yeah, and you were season fun. one, correct? Yeah, season one. So, um, you know, that's that's kind of like a... Um, that's, that's like a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's you never special. take away season one, you know? Yeah. Um, even if it wasn't the most popular season, and even if, like, um, I was thrown off, you know, before I should have been. Unjustly, <laughs> um, she was robbed. She was robbed, girl. <laughs> she ate all the brains. She ate everyone's brains. They still kicked her off. Um, I remember that. That was the, oh my God, that challenge. That was the like, 
iconic moment where you're just like sitting there eating brains off a plate while Loris is like giving her speech about how she's a vegan and has- I'm a vegan and I am, (laughs) I've been a vegan for all my life and I would not do this, but this is a competition and like five (laughs) minutes pass and we're all just And I think that I will finally get in, but only for this moment. And now here I go. I'm about to eat those brains. Give me one more second. I am, I'm, my face is going, and I just smelt it. And then Foxy goes over and eats the fucking, um, 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 who, who's the fucking winner? Um, oh my God. Uh, um, Vander. Vander, I go over and I eat and and Laura's like <laughs> anywho I wish everyone listening could see what just happened because that was the most incredible reenactment <laughs> so good oh my god and it was crazy because Vander didn't even have to do it she just had never been in the bottom and the Boulay brothers were like do you want to like do you want to do, do this for yourself and she's like yeah why not it's like that's not the extermination challenge I would have asked to do. Um, yeah, I, I I feel you. I feel you. Um, <laughs> random, uh, closely related non sequitur. Uh, season three, um, <laughs> the first episode, um, the challenge Valencia and um, mm-hmm. Maxi had. I would have loved to fucking jump off of a plane. Really. Dude, that is like Ugh. that's a thrill of a lifetime, and I think it costs a lot of money, bitch. I ain't got no money for that. Um, if somebody else is paying for it, bitch, of oh. course. I am so scared of heights. I once I'm scared of it. heights too, but <laughs> I got one life. If I don't do it all, then it is a tragedy. Is it is a disservice to the being that has that is experiencing this reality through me? You know, like. Mm. I, I would be doing myself a, a disservice. Though I probably wouldn't have eaten spiders, like how... Um, um, yeah, that was a little... Oof. Landon, yeah, God. Landon. I'm, I'm so bad with names. I, I'm just oh, don't tell worry. You What's my name? <laughs> um, thank God you put it on the screen. Um, <laughs> um, and actually, I, I did find that was a repost. The original posting was April 24th, 2016. April 24th. Oh my God, it's a little bit before my birthday. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Ooh. So that's but it's how long. 2016. Yeah, 2016. Crazy, crazy. Over four years ago. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. A little over yeah, yeah. four years now. Oh. I'd only been doing drag, I think, for like six or seven months at that point. Like I had just started. Hey. Mm-hmm. So how, speaking of which, how did you get into this whole game? How did it come about? So Where did it I, come from? So I had like two um, moments of resurgence of me getting into drag. Um, the first one was I was in high school. I went to LOXA, LA County High School for the Arts. It's, mm-hmm. um, you know, an artsy, fartsy high mm-hmm. school. You have to audition to get in. Um, and I was in the theater department and I, you know, I came out very early freshman year and every um, Halloween they do like a, um, like a Halloween uh, parade and like everyone dresses up for the, for the whole day. And it's like a big thing because it's like, love that. Our, our kids love, 
artsy fartsy Halloween mm-hmm. stuff. Come on. Um, so I would do drag every year, every every year, every year I did drag. Um, or I would like dress up and people were like, oh my God, your legs are great. Ah, you're walking in heels. Yes. And I'm like, I know. Thank you. Oh, you're too kind. Um, <laughs> uh, and so, so that kind of like began me like kind of like cross-dressing and mm-hmm. then um like i turned 18 i was like oh i want to do drag drag race just came out and that's real cute and i know i'm talented so let's do this and so my first drag name was like um i it, it was mystique something it was mystique something and uh but it was like 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 kind of based off of um uh, mystique from um the X Men, and then mm, also the just like mysterious. So I kind of wanted to be like, oh yeah, she's black and she's mysterious. Yes, <laughs> but not Mystique Summers. <laughs> no. no, 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 no. She's from Chicago, bitch. <laughs> or is it? Or was she from Chicago? She was from Chicago. Yeah, she's from Chicago, bitch. She will fuck you up. So, um, so that was my first kind of like thing and let mm. me just say i did it for my for my like 18th birthday party my sister was my uh my dj and i gave her a specific song to play for us and then she decided well apparently the track skipped mm. but it skipped more than once <laughs> so um you can all think i'm wrong for this but i was in full diva mode and i was not having it so I was like, do it again, and I will slap you. <laughs> it happened again, and I went, slap! Oh my God! How dare you! How dare you! <laughs> Sorry. Um, we were all rooting for you. We were rooting for you! I let you be my DJ! You were doing good until now! <laughs> oh my God. Um, so that happened. Anywho, that's the life story <laughs> that we're gonna leave in the past. Um not bitter at all. Anymore. Not bitter at all. No, I will never <laughs> I will never remember that. So. <laughs> uh and then my the second resurgence uh of actual the birth of Foxy Ajoué came from my fraternity at Calcic Long Beach. I am a brother and an alumni of Delta Lambda Phi. Oh and wow! The like queer, um, queer persons fraternity, uh, trans, uh, questioning, bi, gay, heteronormative, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like for those of us who are like don't get the opportunity because we don't feel like we um, are accepted or fit in with like typical um, uh, Greek orgs. And mm-hmm. so our biggest fundraiser is a. A, a drag show of course and so my first time going in they're like I uh, want to be a part of this we need somebody to help actually put it on too so so me and uh, my my uh, drag sister and fr- fraternal brother uh my fraternal sibling Rabiosa uh, mm-hmm. Latin diva of Long Beach uh and the IE kind of because she's from Redondo no she's from Riverside or some shit Oh no, Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> Let me get that right because she might beat me up. Um, 
so, it's all the same to me <laughs> right um apparently a rancho and riverside are two different things but they start they both start with an r so i don't care <laughs> um so she uh her and i we like put it on we put it on the show and i transformed my fraternal nickname my fraternal nickname is foxy azure king of the Wiccans, but Ooh. my drag name is Foxy Ajwe, Queen of the Wiccans. Um, I love that. Thanks, you. And um, so that's that's pretty much it. I, I, I my first performance was like me doing a spoken word striptease uh, to um, what was that? Christina Aguilera. Um, I don't know. It was some kind of Christina Aguilera song. And I was like, okay, cool. I want to do that. And then I did a second number, which was um, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Ooh, uh, good choice. Right? Oh, my God. Such a good song. And I, um, I I forget what version I did of it and whose cover. But um, I did an actual duet, uh, like, like dance with um, one of my fraternity brothers who's a really good, like, um, like, like, I, I, I can't, as I said, I'm really bad with words and memory. <laughs> so um, I'm just going to give it a general, um, I'm going to give things like a very general um, terminology. So Perfect. he's really good at like Latin dancing and like hip moving mm-hmm. and stuff and like, like dipping and whatnot. And so we practiced a little bit and we, we made up this performance and we did that together. So I had this two little striptease and, and I do wet, um, like a dance number to perhaps 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 so that was my first time in drag and that's how foxy got started that's awesome i i I don't think honestly i've ever heard of there being a queer fraternity i know that obviously they must exist but i've never like i don't know those two things in my head just kind of don't (laughs) <laughs> don't right. mesh together but that's really really cool no they exist they they definitely exist uh, it is interesting and odd but it is a thing and you know they're thriving they're definitely thriving that's awesome what was your what was your experience being in a fraternity it was amazing i i the only thing is i um i enjoyed it too much and i gave a lot and i didn't do so well and um college because of the dedication mm. I gave to the fraternity. I did get a lot out of the fraternity um, and, you know, did create Foxy. Uh, but uh, I'll say that I probably didn't pay as much attention to um, what I needed to pay attention to in college because um, I was so excited about being finally accepted by mm. um, other um, queer folk. Um, and actually yeah. having a a group of like-minded people and like, cause I, I never actually had gay friends until I got to college. Like I had all my black friends and all my artsy friends, but <laughs> I didn't, ha- and all my girlfriends, you know, but I didn't have um, guy friends. I didn't have male counterparts who, you know, I, cause I didn't, you know how they say like, uh, boys and girls can't be can't just be friends and so in my brain I was like okay so boys and boys just can't be friends especially if they're attracted to each other but Mm. no we have strict rules against that and um there's just a lot of like you know you're there for this fraternal like 
hoodship um mm. with each other and not extra fraternal relations like this isn't <laughs> like go, go hook up with your brothers you know no mm-hmm. we're not doing all that crap you know this isn't one of those like pornos or anything you know <laughs> and and all of us we were all i would say that we were all probably like like um nerdy outcasts really mm-hmm. and we were like i would say yeah, we were, I would say we were all exceptional people. We were all, you know, interesting people from different backgrounds, but we all kind of like, we're nerdy and, you know, we're college students. So there was just like a different air. It's not like the people you would meet off like, like at the club or off Grinder or something. It wasn't like that, yeah. you know, it is a completely different um, entity. And it was so um, heartwarming and such a good experience that um i wanted to give a lot to it and mm-hmm. uh, the chapter previous to my class was um two two like semesters ago it was pretty big and then it kind of went down because a lot of members went alumni and like had to go away and so they were like low members so my class was like a class of seven it dropped down to six and then like we we like researched the fraternity and like to this day like your bitch right here um uh, is like <laughs> like one of the people who got most of the people back into the fraternity oh who the fuck is calling me <laughs> oh my god oh my god could you hear that Mm-mm, no nope. okay cool did the did the screen change for you no okay great it was just me <laughs> um so anywho back to me boasting on my ego yeah so i perfect much that's what this is here for <laughs> yeah i i basically um you know made the fraternity what it is today which is it being amazing um yeah <laughs> And just kidding. No, this is, it was, it was, it was a, I guess a, I would say like a two-way street. It was, you know, we all did our, our part to make it what it is and it is thriving. I'll say that. And that's amazing. I'm very proud about it. That's amazing. So from there, um, I'm assuming you graduated. What was your major in? <laughs> yeah, I graduated. Besides um, <laughs> majoring in the fraternity. <laughs> um, I first I was pre-communication studies and then I Mm -hmm. went to theater but then I didn't really like the theater department because it was like I don't know they were like very clicky and I couldn't get like she can't relate to that at all (laughs) okay look (laughs) so (laughs) theater theater kids have a certain type of personality oh they do yes and yes, I may be a theater kid, but <laughs> I I would say that I was still like, I was atypical to that personality. Like I still mm. have those traits, but I was still like, <laughs> like to the side of it. And it was, for, it was very like, um, there weren't that many people of color. So mm. I didn't really feel like I fit in. I really couldn't find like yeah. how to be a part of these things and how to like, like how can I get roles, you know, if I don't look like how these people look in their original um, like show, yeah. you know? Uh, but that's, that's neither here nor there um, because that probably doesn't really have to mean too much, but I just felt like, I didn't really belong. So yeah. I left that and I went back to communication studies. 
And so, yeah. So my major was communication studies. That's actually a really great major. I don't understand why people don't go into communications and marketing and like business more often because it's so useful. Mm -hmm. Can like apply to a lot of different things. Absolutely. It is, it is very, very, um, a broad, um, thing that you could use for so many different applications and the things and skills that you learn, uh, kind of do help shape and shape you for, um, for you know the business world but also it helps give you the knowledge about like how this capitalistic fucking country works and, right <laughs> and that's that's the, that's a, that's the thing to you know we must we must know that our money is power and we can change the world with how our money is. I really wish there was an organization or an organization that was like, hey everybody, this company is doing this shit and it's like this and they don't support these people. So like, do you really want to give your money to them? Hmm? <laughs> cool. But, then, but, but this then you... company is doing their thing and their part yeah. and helping out the baby seals. So <laughs> help them out. Give them their money, your money. Yeah. yeah. So, I think that's that's one of the the problems with capitalism though is like you you find these companies like for instance take chick-fil-a like people know that they're a terrible company and that they donate to anti-lgbtq organizations and to trump and to all of these different things but telling people to not go there doesn't work versus like um near the beginning of of quarantine and all of this political stuff happening right now there were a lot of lists going around of like, these are black owned companies that do this thing. These are black owned companies that do that thing. And that's so much more helpful because instead of telling people, Oh, don't, don't shop at this place because they're terrible. It's like, here's some really great places that have comparable prices that hmm. actually help people that you should be helping. <laughs> I think that's a, a whole lot more helpful, but yeah, the it's really difficult going after corporations. <laughs> yeah, it is very difficult going after um, corporations because like they have so much money, they have so much like mm -hmm. power and marketing and we're all just like individuals. But like, it is, it, I don't know what org does that or like, I do wish that there was a, um, you know, a more like, like if, if like, I'm just saying, that if I was able to make it to, you know, the top as a performer, as an artist, and, uh, you know, start making some buku money and getting some really buku, like, um, you know, opportunities and stuff, mm -hmm. I would really want to use that power for the, these kind of reasons. Yeah. Um, so that I could really um, help affect the world and make it be that change that I want to see, essentially. I just would, yeah, exactly. would love to be that change. Uh, but here's the thing, I do not know um, like how having that kind of mm. um, notoriety and uh, money would affect me. I do not know, you know, because yeah. like, um, you know, a poor boy from Los Angeles, California, South LA, hey, from the jungles, <laughs> but like, 
I think I have a kind of a good head on my shoulders. I don't know. So, you know, you never know how you're going to react in those situations. Mm-hmm. It's, all, it's all fine and well to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to get really wealthy and I won't change at all. And I'll do everything that I do will be magnanimous and for the, the, the good of everyone else. And then you get put in that situation. It's like, oh, well, I want to buy all these things for myself. Like, <laughs> oh, no, I, I would still buy stuff for myself. See, <laughs> uh, look, I'm going to be real, real about it, though. Like, I'm going a, I'm to a do. So here's the thing, what I think about, like, <laughs> what it's like to get fame. So mm. you get stuff, people are going to help you out. People are going to, your time is going to be so like, you're going to be everywhere and whatnot. So that yeah. means like, you're going to get a manager. You're going to get an agent. You're going to get a, an assistant that's going to help you like, mm-hmm. you like focus and your time in different places. So that means that you can talk to these people because these people are here for you and work for you because like you are helping them make money. So mm-hmm. that means that you letting them know who you are, who you want to be, and 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 working that into the best way to keep you on top. Mm. Um, I think that, you know it's about communication. Like an assistant, I believe you letting them know, like, hey, I want to make sure that I donate this amount of money to an organization mm-hmm. a year. They'll be able to just handle that stuff, and you wouldn't have to yeah, think yeah. about it too much. Or you'd be like, okay, cool. This is this is some of my personal goals, and this is my family goals, and then here's my work goals, and here's my artist mm-hmm. goals. So like, you could kind of like, I don't know. That's just how I'm thinking how things would have to work because like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> I've had a lot of time to think about how famous I could be. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the 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 true American condition. The true American dream is sitting around saying, if I were famous, what would I do? because i relate to that so hard like every day i wake up and i look at my list of things i need to do i'm like why why can't i just have an assistant like i just want to have enough money that i can have an assistant so i don't have to do all of this myself Mm -hmm. and let me just say a good assistant (laughs) is hard to find because like 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 i'm just like assist being an assistant is such a such a thing because you really have to be the type of person who doesn't need to be told so many things and who knows what's going on and you taking the initiative and being so like well functioning you know that means that person (laughs) needs to get paid like probably more than probably more than the person that they're working for should truly i mean i remember before i moved to new york one of the things I was like, what, this is what I'm going to do in New York was like watching Devil Wears Prada. I was like, I'm going to be an assistant to an editor in chief of a magazine. Definitely not doing that. But uh, <laughs> hey, I don't know. It just sounds so exciting. Like being in control of someone's schedule and be like, no, I'm sorry. They won't see you now. You have to come back later. <laughs> like, sounds so much fun it just sounds like so much fun you just want to turn people away okay (laughs) cool i love it Uh uh-huh yeah Uh i'm exclusive we're exclusive she doesn't have you on (laughs) on her schedule i'm so sorry to leave now security (laughs) have a reason to have security Mm -hmm. um so so you got on dragula you did all of that then and then pre pre I can't talk either. Pre-pandemic, what were you doing um, work-wise, drag-wise, that kind of stuff? 
Um, so work-wise, I was, I just, I had just got a fucking new job. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> I got a, I finally got a, like, maybe my dreams are a little small, but I have always, always wanted to be like a, a, a server waiter um, and like, you know, a restaurant or something. So I actually got a job in a really posh, cool um, new American food um, restaurant in Beverly Hills. Wow. It's called, it's called Gourmandos. And uh, it's like family owned and they're really awesome, sweet people. That's um, awesome. And great fucking food. Um, and I was learning a lot. I was doing stuff. But then the pandemic happened, you know. So mm-hmm. that's what I was doing like work wise, drag wise. Um, like I was, you know doing several different projects and some of them were going to be happening before I got to, um, before, um, all of this pandemic stuff happened, like, Mm -hmm. um, doing state of psychiatrist, which is now on Amazon prime. It's like, uh, $2 for like HD and then like a dollar for like per episode. And it's supporting like uh, a lot of, um, performers from Dragula season one, two, and three, and a lot of other queer artists, uh, like Ave Rose and um, Disasterina, Bitch Puddin, um, Cornbread, Pinche, um, uh, Felony Dodger, and just like a bunch of amazing, great artists and um, and other non drag artists who are mm-hmm. actors who are truly talented. And um, I, I forget everybody's name. Uh, but we even had some amazing um, uh, people who 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 do a lot of creative stuff, but are um, like real badass uh, makeup artists and uh, prosthetic artists, I guess. Uh, okay. A special effects makeup artists. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just had a really amazing, talented team, and we were That's working so cool. on the smallest budget ever. It's <laughs> um, not how it always is. Yeah. <laughs> And the show was going great. We finished and we were just, it was just getting released uh, like in March. <laughs> so okay. at the top of everything. And we had yeah. all these plans to go to these bars and like do showings and like promotion mm. and whatnot. And then COVID. Yay. So like. <laughs> the great it, equalizer. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say great, I guess. The I, the unfortunate equalizer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I like that a lot better. Um, because I guess, uh, you know, we have been sacrificed for the betterment of society. <laughs> um, have we? Have we? Uh, <laughs> or were we um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm hoping. That's all. Uh, but so the show, like, it's really hard because we, we're we trying to get, like, an audience to, like, see mm-hmm. us and view us. But we can't really be in touch with people. All we have is social media. And, like, yeah. like we're not, like, you know, Beyonce. We can't reach millions of people <laughs> from one or two social um uh, platforms, you know, literally just like one tweet, and everyone knows exactly what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we're working on trying to get Beyonce to watch our show. Um, <laughs> we're sending her mail. We have her address and her phone number. She has um, 
actually started uh, a process of litigation against us. But it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We are really, we have, we have high hopes that everything is going to work out for the best. Perfect. Um, <laughs> and some other stuff, like I had like a, a music video that uh, some people from London were coming out here and they wanted me to be a part of it. And some other stuff was happening, but then, you know, flights being canceled, this yep. being canceled, you can't go here and none of that. No, wear a mask. Ah! Yeah. So. Yeah, I was in London when everything started oh and God. I had to. God. Where? Where in London, girl? Because I've been to London too. It was fun. <laughs> oh, I love London. Um, I was living on the South Bank. So uh, right near the London Eye. Oh, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah it was very cool. Right near uh, Waterloo Station. Wow. But uh, yeah, I was there and then everything happened. And I was like, I have to go home, I guess. <laughs> because New York was no longer letting anyone from Europe in. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were about to like cut off England. And I was like, I gotta go home, I guess. Like, this isn't good. And so I got there and now England won't let anyone in from the US. And it's just like, well. Oh, God. I mean, because yep. we're a hot, dirty mess. We are. Uh, <laughs> we are miles behind everyone else in terms of dealing with this. Because we have we have to, before we can deal with cleaning up the house, oh, I mean, before we can deal with, like, actually, we have to clean house first, which means, oh, like, yeah. we got to get our administration under, like, control, get it revamped, because, like, it is oh, such yeah. a hot mess. I mean, just... no. Okay, here's the thing. I want to be devil's advocate. I'm not for Trump at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, because Trump is a part of such a massive bad discourse of, for mm-hmm. the nation, that means he's not good for the nation. Mm-hmm. If, if, if I didn't like Trump, but he was still getting stuff done, mm-hmm. okay, cool. But he's not. He's yeah. causing so much discourse and so much frustration between different um, groups and communities splitting us apart. That's not yeah. how this country is supposed to be. We're supposed to be a melting pot, you know? We want we? all our white brothers and sisters <laughs> to feel comfortable and whatnot. We want all our African-Americans and BIPOCs to be, you know, feeling good and to have opportunities. We want our women to have reproductive rights and to, you know, like, uh, and, and, and fair wages. We want mm-hmm. all of these amazing things. We want it to be an example for the rest of the world that you can all do better. You know, mm-hmm. oh, we're not yeah. great unless everyone is great. so true he's not doing that he's not doing that he's not pulling us together um i can't follow him um and i would say i would give him the time of day if if you know that wasn't the case he's not doing anything yeah for people who look like me and people who have the same um, circumstances as me Mm -hmm. um so that means he's not good for this country, especially when, you know, a, a good majority of this country are below the poverty line, are below minimum wage, yeah. don't have, and, and, and look like me, and or 
of different sh- uh, color shades, you know, and and sexes and gender identities, and he has to take into account all of those people. You have to, yeah. you have to, you are in a position where you have to take, you have to take that under consideration. Yeah. But whatever. <laughs> so he's not doing it. I don't even know what I was talking about. I'm just saying, like. <laughs> I feel like anymore I feel like anymore it's so I don't know I feel like I've had so many conversations with people where we've started talking about something and then just the the anxiety and the stress and all of that kind of stuff just kind of creeps into the conversation no matter what you're talking about just because we're all in that same headspace right now and we're all trying to fight for so many things and it just it's it's so strange because no matter like how much sleep I get, how much caffeine I have, no matter how alert I force myself to be, I'm constantly right now. I'm just constantly stressed. I'm constantly tired. Like every possible moment. I, my brain is just like, can we shut down for a while? Like, yeah. <laughs> like I, oh my God. Oh my I God. don't know how I, right now I can't imagine how I ever did eight hour work days. Cause like two hours into doing work, I'm like, I'm done. I mean, <laughs> brain's done. I can't handle anything else. Yeah. It's everything that's, you know, the, the social pressure and like uh, all the weird shit going on is affecting us and our um, economy and our workforce, not just like actually affecting it, but affecting people to a point where it's affecting us all mentally and socially and mm-hmm. spiritually. Mm-hmm. which means we can't function to the degree that we need to. And then now we're also saying that we can all be working from fucking home. Uh, motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> like, well, like, we got you... the system all wrong. We got the system all motherfucking wrong. Yeah. We need to rework everything. And here's the thing. There are people who just don't want to, you know, think outside of the box that don't mm-hmm. want to uh, have, change i understand change is difficult and change on a massive scale is near impossible but the thing is and 200 years it's going to be different yeah well and so let's make one year and five years and 20 years yeah exactly yeah and it's honestly it's it's I don't know. I don't even know how to handle what's going on right now anymore. It's, it's, just it's, like, it's so much. It's difficult. It's very difficult. There's but so much going on. Keep, it's so much to focus on. Yeah. Keep your, keep, you know, keep good vibes. Keep praying. If you pray, keep meditating. If you meditate on um, positivity, gratitude and change and love. Cause um, I think those are energies and powers that are greater than um, the, the bullshit that's out there mm. yeah you said that you had just come from meditating before we started recording yeah um just because well um i try and meditate twice a day um there's a short meditation form and then a longer meditation form that i do that's a part of tm meditation which is transcendental meditation hmm. and um it's like you have a mantra and there's like like it's like one one is 20 minutes and then you can cut it down to like five minutes. It cut it down 
by five minutes or so like 15 minutes. So I did my 15 minute one just because I realized I was like, oh shoot, it's 1230. So I should probably <laughs> get that meditation in before I like do this stuff. Because if I don't do it before noon, I'll forget. And then I only mm-hmm. get one meditation in a, or I might not do it at all. So yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm the same way. I've had to like force myself to have some kind of routine anymore because yeah, I've I've to. noticed if I get up, like if I let myself sleep until noon and then get out of bed, I never I don't get anything done. Like mm-hmm. it's it's like my body's like, "Oh, that's what we're doing today. Great. We're not doing anything ever." <laughs> and it's not Ugh. it's like, "Are you kidding? It's only noon. I still have the rest of the day to do stuff." No, it's it's noon. The day's over you can't nope we're, we're good you're done mm. i have to make sure i'm like up by eight or nine so i can like work first thing in the morning otherwise yeah. nothing happens yeah actually I've, I've realized that too uh i've been trying to do like like seven sometimes i wake up like super early for some freaking reason and then <laughs> i i do my morning routine stuff which is like I scrape my tongue with this like antibacterial like tongue scraper and wash my mouth, fancy. you know, and gargle, and then I moisture wash my face and moisturize, and then I feel like oh, and of course the morning poop, um, and the most and it, important part of the day. Yes, absolutely, and I I feel kind of like ready, and then I I go ahead, I I eat a snack bar or like drink um some tea or something and then mm-hmm. i take my medication my morning medications um and so that's kind of like the morning and then i am like okay how, what do i need to do either mm-hmm. house stuff or prepare for um like creative stuff by organizing mm-hmm. like like how these things need to go or writing stuff down or whatnot but mostly it's housework yeah housework what's that I don't know how to clean my house anymore. My, everything is so messy anymore. Cause I'm just like, I, no one's going to see it. <laughs> Ooh, well. I make sure that the section that you can see in my Zoom videos is relatively clean and everything else is just like, uh huh. There's a reason I don't turn my computer. <laughs> I was I was wondering about my space. I was like, oh, should I get a backdrop real quick? No, no, uh, no. But... No one will see us. They will only hear us. Which Yay. is why I can tell them all that we are both fully dragged out. Just the most beautiful makeup either of us has ever done. Yeah, um, I look gorgeous. You look gorgeous. Thank you. My giant purple wig is just, oh. I love purple. $300 for it. <laughs> exactly. I don't know why, though. Um, oh! I would never. <laughs> oh, my God. I could never. My holographic silver gown with the three, with the. 12 foot train that's out the window right now uh-huh oh my god um yeah. put the camera over the w- girl that is so long <laughs> Ooh, you know what um can you just cut off some of that so i can make me outfit because i'm a skinny bitch <laughs> you don't need all that train oh my god that's something that always so okay so you know i'm a designer and i make stuff for people i um i have I have this problem when I'm making things for skinny girls because I'm so used to making stuff for myself (laughs) that like I'll like get enough fabric as if I'm like making it for myself and use like half of it and like wait how can anyone fit into this outfit that I just made and then I'll ship it to them and they're like oh my god it's perfect it's even a little loose I'm like oh my god fuck my life (laughs) good god there we go I'm sorry. I'm so used to being fat. (laughs) 
Okay, I'll tell you what. Um, yes, as a skinny girl, I do have an issue. Like, getting <laughs> outfits made by people, like, it is typically, like, a little bit looser than it should be. Yeah, because I, I I'm sorry. It. If I look at someone's, like, I, it always throws me off when someone's like, my wrist is only four inches around. I'm like, how? 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 <laughs> Are you missing skin? <laughs> Where's the bone? <laughs> oh, yeah, my neck is only 14 inches. How? Mine's 20. <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh God! I just got oh, a no, I just got a um, latex outfit from Loris. Ooh, Ooh. It's cute! It's pretty dang cute. I, I like it. Uh, I gotta send her some pictures, but because like the arms are a little like loose, uh, mm. so there we go. That's like you know the issue mm-hmm. the issues. And I swear to you, I don't get stuff made by people quite often because for one, a bitch is broke. Um, and then secondly, amen. <laughs> like I kind of just don't invest in my drag like that because like I. Well, money-wise, because, like, my money goes to, like, like living expenses. Mm. So. I've been, I've been, yeah, it's, it's changed a little bit for me. I have realized that I don't invest in myself at all, ever. <laughs> like, I haven't bought clothes, like, actual normal clothes in, like, three or four years, kind of, don't invest in myself. So, like. That's been my whole thing during quarantine is being like, okay, I need some shorts. I, it's okay. I'm allowed okay. to buy shorts. Yeah. Or, or I want boy. some new sheets. I can, I'm allowed to buy new sheets. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's this weird thing of like reconditioning oneself to being like, it's okay to need things and it's okay to have things. Mm-hmm. And especially right now when we all need to like be really careful with ourselves and be kind to ourselves. Speaking of being kind to ourselves, someone's eating candy now. Not exactly candy. <laughs> Perfect. Mm-hmm. I I had donuts earlier, so that's. <laughs> were they were they these kind of donuts? They were not those kind of donuts. No. Oh. Okay. I'm sorry. <sighs> anyway, I just thought um, I would do that. Yeah. I mean, why not? What else are we gonna do right now? Mm. After this, I gotta um, I have some paperwork I have to sign and then send off to the <laughs> like the mail people. Ooh, yeah, it's like it's for Section Eight housing. So actually, Ooh. I, gotta it. I it's like due to yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that shit postmarked. Those are important things. Things or I won't have housing. <laughs> yeah, I'll be out on the street, girl. <laughs> been there done that hey <laughs> hey but now we're here mm-hmm. um is there are there any cool projects or anything that you would like to tell people about oh yeah totally so uh there's a lot of stuff that uh there's a lot of stuff that i'm kind of like getting like working on i have a lot of shows that kind of like happen um because you know like all the um availability of being able to um be in different areas now you know virtual mm. drag mm-hmm. so i have a thing in london i have some stuff in providence town you know this all over but uh, all of that you can find on my social media foxy ajway that's f-o-x-i-e-a-d-j-u-i-a that's f-o-x-i-e 
A-D-J-U-I-A, all one word. Foxy with an I-E, bitch. It's my way or the highway. Just kidding is your way, too. <laughs> um, and the most, the more important things is, like, if anybody ever wanted to try and support me, that means supporting the other artists that I am working with. Mm-hmm. So that's um, Disasterina, uh, that's uh, Bitch Puddin, that's uh, our show that we're doing together, which is called Sado Psychiatrist on Amazon Prime. And then also, I just started a new Twitch series with a network um, that's like made up of like drag performers, but it's mm-hmm. not all drag. Like m- my show on the net, my- the network is called dragqueentv.net. Mm-hmm. And it's on Twitch and dragwingtv.net is the website and we have merch and whatnot. Um, But um, there's like different like segments. There's like Dementia's um, Dungeon and she has like performances and then uh, playing games, uh, video, video, um, playing video game. No, you're watching her play video games. There we go. (laughs) And then there's, Pussy is burning. She does like a little competition and she talks about like social justice stuff and like she gets nice. real. And then for my show, it's called Foxy's Kara Kara Game Show. Kara is short for a character. It is a comedy character show That's where cool. I do a snatch interview through Zoom. We have performers come on um, giving us pre recorded performances. It can be drag, but mostly I'm looking for. Um, comedic performances, com- comedy drag, can't be drag, or character monologues. Like you'll see people have come on and they bring a character, they do an interview as a character, they give us a monologue that's like anywhere from like a minute to four minutes to seven minutes long monologue of them doing like, you know, some kind of like funny like game stuff from, um, um, what a groundlings and UCB upright citizens brigade uh, um, method of creating characters. So, mm-hmm. so that's like the character comedy portion of it. And then okay. we also play an interactive game with the audience at the same time, which is uh, Jackbox TV. So it's like, like, start off kind of like this like we start off the show with uh like oh hey welcome to the show theme song bam and then uh it's kind of it's kind of like carol Burnett's show meets uh, yes. uh graham norton and so it's Love like that yeah i know it's 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 a really cute idea and i really wish i had like like more production-y kind of like background stuff and whatnot but mm-hmm. it, it is it, we just had our third episode and we're going on a fourth on august 10th um uh, so it, it starts off like that. We uh, talk about how to play the how the audience plays the game with us, and then we give some performances, and then we play some games, and then some more performances and interviews, and then more game, and then more performance and interviews, and then the last round of the game, people can um, win a foxy hat that I will custom make for them. Ooh, fancy! I know, right? Right? Mm, yes. <laughs> and we're looking for sponsors. I am a black person in America doing a comedy TV series as a queer person and I need a sponsor. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> you will you will only slightly regret it. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Foxy, thank you so so much for sitting down and having a conversation with me. It was so good to see you again. Likewise. Wait, where are you, hun? 
Um, right now, I'm in New York. I'm actually, right, I'm yeah. working on saving up because I'm meaning to. I was intending to actually have moved to LA already, but then the pandemic kind of yeah changed those plans. So hopefully by the end of the year is the plan now. Um, so we'll see. We'll see when I get out there. Um, you all can find information about our podcast in the description box. You can find all of that. Um, our Instagram is yeah, but pod. Um, and all of my personal information will also be in the description box. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you again, Foxy, for being here. It was lovely to see you. Yeah, it was lovely to see you too. Please take care of yourself. Um, and everyone else take care of yourselves too. I just want to say, may your heart be your guiding key. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Love y'all. And love, love you. you. Bye. Bye. Yeah, bye. Thank you for listening to Yeah But with Vivian Gabor. Tune in next week, same place, same time. Yeah, but. Yeah, but.